know. Fill this place like never before, and your anointing will move mightily. Amen. Thank you, everlasting Father. Be glorified and lifted in the precious name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Amen. Today we'll be talking about abundant living. The limitless possibilities of an overflowing life. Hallelujah. A life that has received the rain, the abundance of the rain, want to see the possibilities that abound in that life, overflowing with virtues. And I'll be taking uh, the scriptures from John 10 and verse 10b. Romans 5 and verse 17b, and then Isaiah 54 and verse 17. Jesus said, I came that you may have life and enjoy it and have it in abundance to the full until it overflows. Romans 5 verse 17b. The scripture says, much more, surely, we who have received the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness shall reign in this life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Isaiah 54, 17. I am the Lord your God, the Holy One who rescues you. For your own good, I teach you and I lead you along the right path. How I wish that you had obeyed my commands and your success and good fortune will then have overflowed like a flooding river. May the Lord bless the reading and the hearing of his word in our heart in Jesus' name. I call the overflowing life a life that is not overwhelmed with the issues and the troubles and the circumstances of life, but a life that is filled beyond capacity with an endless supply of God's goodness. David said in Psalm 23 and verse 5, Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointed my head with oil, and my cup runs over. The abundant life is a life that is overflowing with the virtues of God energized by the Holy Spirit. The scripture says in uh, John 6, 63, Jesus said, the word that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. That was why John 3 says that the wind blows. We don't know where it comes from, neither do we know where it's going. He said that is the way the life of a believer, of a spiritual man is. The overflowing life is a life that is energized by the power of the Holy Spirit, that is motivated by love and guided by the wisdom of God. As long as we have surrendered our heart to Jesus, he is now in absolute control. We are destined for the overflowing life. A life 
that derives its source from God's limitless resources where we don't have to worry about what tomorrow will be. We don't have to worry what will be our circumstance. But we know that because he lives, all fear is gone and certainly our tomorrow will be all right. It's a life that is exceedingly beyond measure. A life uh, not talking about money only or the riches or wealth, but spiritually wealthy. A quantity so abundant as to be considerably more than what one will expect or anticipate. That is the life of a believer. And that is the abundant life. The enemy came, the devil came to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But God has come to give us an abundant life. Not a miserable life, but to live a glorious destiny. We are not expected to live and die and nobody miss you. We are expected to lay an impact in our world. And we thank God for what he's doing in our lives and planting us in this land even for that purpose. First Corinthians 2 verse 9. Bible says, What eyes have not seen, what ears have not heard, what are yet to enter into the heart of man. That is what God has prepared to do for all of us who love him. A life far better than we could imagine. So overall, I call the overflowing life the Ephesians 3.20 life. Hallelujah. Our God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all we ask or think. Above all we can imagine. So that is the life of a believer. That is the overflowing life that we have called to live. Not a life of scarcity. Not a life of barrenness. Not a life of futility. But a life of abundance. A life of overflowing joy. A life of mercy, favor, and increase by the grace of God. Even for the remaining days that is remaining in this year, we will experience the flow of God's abundance in the name of Jesus. So, what are the steps to abundant living? I want to break it down for us to be able to follow one after the other. Abundant living. Jesus said, I came to give you life and give it to you abundantly. What are the step-by-step way through which we can accomplish this abundant life that God himself has given to us? Number one, you must stay connected. Jesus is our source and we derive every resources, every strength, every favor, every peace is derived only from him. In John 15 verse 5, he says, John 15 verse 5, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask whatsoever you want, 
and it shall be done unto you. Jesus is the vine, and we are the branches. Practically nothing that we can do without him. We must stay connected to the source. He's our source of inspiration. He's our source of joy. There's nothing that we have that we have not received from him. And that is why he is called the vine. The branch alone cannot achieve anything of himself except it abides. If any man does not abide in him, he is cast out and it withered. But if we abide in him, we are able to accomplish all the dreams of our heart. All the requests that we have, all our heart desires, we are able to accomplish them. So staying connected is the key, the very first key. Acknowledging the fact that he is our holy in all, and without him we can do nothing. Staying connected to the source, just like a power source. The power is always there, but until you plug it, until you connect it, and you switch it on, you may never enjoy the power and the flow that is there. So to stay connected, you must be a word addict. John 15, verse 5. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, You shall ask whatsoever you will, and it shall be done unto you. Jesus is our vine, and we are the branches. And as much as we allow his word to filter our hearts, we are able to chart the course of life according to his will and favor for our lives. What does it mean to stay connected? To stay connected means... To meditate consistently. Meditating on the word of God. Psalm 1 and verse 1 to 3. Psalm 1 and verse 1 to 3. Meditating on the word of God. So to stay connected to the power source, you must meditate consistently on the word of God. I would like to not stand it in the way of sinners, nor sit it in the seat of his comfort. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law that he meditate day and night. The Bible says, That man shall be like a tree that is planted by the rivers of water, that brings forth his fruit in his season, and his leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Meditating consistently on the word of God. What does it mean to meditate on the word of God? It means, uh, can you give me a scripture? Just give me any scripture. Let's do John 3.16. Thank you. For God so loved the world, and he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. You now break it down into... Like three phrases. For God so loved the world. You begin to ponder on what does love mean. What does it mean to love? You now try to consider uh, possibly how a father can love a child. You relate it to yourself. You try to imagine 
how you love your child, the kind of things you can do for him, even if he's qualified or not qualified, you will go the extra mile to do that thing for him. For God so loved the world, meaning that God loves me. God loves me so much. You begin to ponder on what his unfailing love can do. And he says, because God loves me, he gave his only begotten son, his most precious seed. He gave him that I might live. You now begin to think about it day and night. Instead of worrying about the issues of life, worrying about the house rent, worrying about the school fees, worrying about the fear of tomorrow, what will happen tomorrow? Or what if the government policy changes? You switch off to the word and begin to think about that scripture. And then, as you meditate on it, the law of seed and harvest begin to manifest. Because when you meditate on the word of God, you are sowing the seed. And every seed that is sown will bear fruit. And the word of God, Isaiah 55 verse 8 says, The word of God will not return unto him void, but he shall accomplish that which it is sent. When you meditate enough on the word of God, the word of God is deeply planted in the root of your heart. And what do you expect? The word will bear fruit. And seed is always smaller than the harvest. The harvest is always bigger. So what you planted in your heart, the word of God will now bring forth an harvest. Harvest of joy. Harvest of peace. Isaiah 26, 3 says, That we keep in perfect peace, whose heart is stayed on thee. So if you are here, you are not experiencing peace, you just have to check your word level. There is a positive relationship between our level of peace and the level of the word of God we have. Jesus said, in this world, you will have tribulations, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. You are not the first person that will go through it, but the Bible has given us the key. Meditate on the word. The word of God gives us joy and it encourages us to be able to achieve what the Lord has called us to do. That is what it means to meditate. That leads us to staying connected to him. We also have to walk the word. After you have meditated on the word, you have understood what it means. We have to be doers of the word. The Bible says the just shall live by faith. When things are not going all right physically, the scripture says the just shall live by faith. You walk what the word says. Bible says we should be doers of the word and not hearers only. Staying connected means you are doing what it says. You are showing love. You forgive. You give even when it's not convenient. You are doing what the word of God says. Staying connected to the source means being doers of his word. Also, to stay connected means to keep the fire of God burning on our altar. The altar of God in our heart, the altar of God in our lives, keeping the fire burning, 
keeping the fire burning. I like how Leviticus 6 verse 12 wrote it. He said, the fire must not go out on your altar. He said, early in the morning, you have to, you know, you have to pump it up. You have to fire it on. Early in the morning, the fire must not go on. In the name of Jesus, the fire of God will never go out in our altar. Because it is on our altar that we are able to alter destinies. That we are able to alter the event of things in line with God's word for our lives. So staying connected is the key. Number one, to living the overflowing life. Number two, praying bold prayers. I love this one. Psalm 81, verse 10. Open your mouth wide and I will fill it up. The scripture says. Research has shown that majority of people pray. About 90% of human beings, we believe in prayers. We pray over our food. We pray when we want to sleep. We pray when we are going out. We pray generally. But there are things in our future that God has prepared until we believe in him and trust him enough to bring those things to pass in our life. Taking it to him in prayers, we may not be able to get to that level. There are doors of favor that God wants to open. There are doors of calamity that he wants to shut. But until we open our mouth wide and ask him, Asking the hidden desires of your heart. Asking the dreams of your heart. Recently, I just prayed that prayer. I said, God, take our church to where other ministries has never gone before. That's a big prayer, but it will happen. Pray bold prayers. Say, Father, let my children be leaders. Say, Lord, where no one has never been in my generation, take me there. God is able to do it. He says, according to your faith, it shall be done unto you. Matthew 9, 29. But when we stand out to pray bold prayers, we are able to shake the world. There's a picture I saw there. It says, prayer moves the hands that rule the world. When you pray, God sets in place supernatural forces to begin to work on your behalf. When you make a decree, the angels of God go ahead and begin to work out things. How bold is your prayer? Are we timid in the place of prayer? I had the story of a woman, an ancient woman. She had an invention and she needed money to fund this project. They said she has gone all around places, but people were not able to offer the finance that is required. And she went to a particular uh, financial institution and the director loved the invention, but was not willing to take the risk. 
So, in order not to discourage the woman, she said, okay, the invention is so good. All right, we will uh, consider it. I can make a promise to you. He says, if the stock market goes up tomorrow, we will approve your project. And then they said, in this particular instance, for the past one year, the stock market has been going down consistently. But the woman said, immediately she went home, she said, Lord, you have heard what this director said. At least this one said, this one will give me a promise that if the stock market goes up. He said, God, let the stock market go up tomorrow so that I can fulfill my dream. Mm, that's a big prayer. She was bold in her prayer. She said she prayed, Lord, let the stock market go up tomorrow so I can fulfill my dreams. All of a sudden, the next day, the stock market picked up. The analysts, the stockbrokers, they couldn't understand what happened. And the end of the story was that she got that project financed. The scripture says, is there anything too hard for the Lord? <laughs> we can pray and God can change policies. We can pray, God can change rules. There is nothing God cannot do. God can just wake up and say, oh, the evidence church, there is a particular building there. It's a 2,000-seater. Just come and take it. Just take it. Is there anything to add for the Lord? Psalm 2 verse 8 says, ask of me, and I will give you nations for your inheritance, and the uttermost part of the earth for your possession. There's nothing too hard for God. We are the ones that can limit how far we can go. Pray bold prayers and the enemy will flee. It does not matter what we are seeing. <laughs> the spiritual controls the physical. When you engage in the realm of the spirit, you pray bold prayers, those prayers does not die. They go to work, continue to work until you see the manifestation. And God can do exceeding abundantly above what we ask or think. Prayer moves the hands. That rules the world. From today, let's engage bold prayers. Let's pray bold prayers. And trust God for miracles beyond our reach. The next step I tag into abundant living is expecting moments of favor. Expecting moments of favor. The scripture says, weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. In your favor is life. In the scriptures, I have seen many people, they call upon God, they exercise their faith in order to receive their miracles. For example, the woman with the issue of blood, he said, if I can just touch the aim of his garment, she exercised her faith and she received a miracle. And also, there are two blind beggars in Matthew 20. They said, they were blind. But when Jesus was walking in that particular city, they heard that it was Jesus that was moving. And they quickly rushed. They said, oh, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on us. And people said, keep quiet. He has so many things to do. How will he answer you? You are just blind. All of us that we are still, we are even following, we want to receive it. This Bible says, they cried even the more. And Jesus stopped. And he was moved by their faith. And he showed them favor. 
There are even some instances when you are not even expecting things to happen. But God will do it anyway. The scriptures talk about the faith of God. In John 9, we saw the story of another blind person. This one was blind from birth. And Jesus was passing. And the Bible says Jesus saw him. He did not even cry at this time. But Jesus just showed him favor. He said, he said uh, the disciples were asking, what happened? He said, uh, was it the father that sinned or the mother? He said, no, nobody sinned. But for the glory of the Lord to be seen. And God showed him favor. That was a moment of favor for that blind guy. It does not matter even if our faith cannot carry it. You know why the scriptures talk about the faith of God? It's because what God asks for our future, we don't, our faith cannot carry it. And if he shows it to us, at times we will be afraid. So God now sees that when our, our natural ability comes to an end, it comes up, takes over with his supernatural ability. That is the moment of favor. Times when you are think nothing can happen. When your back is against the wall and it seems it's all over, all of a sudden, God makes a way. Hallelujah. God will make a way for you. He will make a way for me. He will make a way for us. He has done it before. He will do it again. Those are moments of favor. Expect them day by day. Expect them. Expect them. Expect them. Because they will happen. In the name of Jesus. And finally, be thankful. An overflowing life is a life of gratitude. Somebody said, when you are grateful, you will be full of grace. And when you are thankful, you will run on full tank. You know how you feel when you are driving and you know there is full tank in the vehicle. You just want to keep going. You just feel confident. You want to keep going. But when it's about uh, one quarter less, you just want to locate the next uh, gas station. Giving thanks keeps us ahead. I like to read First Thessalonians five. First Thessalonians chapter five. And I read from verse sixteen. Rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks. This is the will of God. This is the will of God concerning you. Give thanks. Be thankful. Be thankful. Be thankful. For this is the will of God. When you are thankful, you set the pace for God to move you in the overflowing arena. Colossians 2, verse 6 to 7. As I round up, Colossians 2, verse 6 to 7. Colossians 2, verse 6 to 7. As ye have therefore received Jesus Christ the Lord. So walk ye in him. 
rooted and built up in him and established in the faith as ye have been taught abounding therein with thanksgiving thanksgiving open doors of abundance for us when we plant the seed of thanks god will give us more opportunities to be able to have something to thank him for it's like a seed when you give thanks for one god will multiply it to ten when you thank him for ten ten becomes a hundred so in conclusion I want to encourage us in the word. Jesus said, We are his workmanship, created unto good works, which he himself has preordained that we should walk in it. Always give thanks. No matter what the situation is, give thanks. This, that is the will of God. And that is the will of God. The Bible says, and if we pray according to his will, we know that he hears us. That is the will of God. Not complaining. Not worries. Turn your worry into worship. And God is excited. As you determine to live the abundant life, I declare and I believe Faith like never before. Favor like never before. Miracles unusual. Unexpected blessings. We begin to locate our lives. In the mighty name of Jesus. I want us to pray these few prayers. Even as we round up. The first prayer is Lord Jesus. Keep me permanently connected to you. I have no power of my own. You have called me to live the abundant life. You have called me to reign and rule in this life. Keep me connected unto you. You are my source. I cannot do it on my own. Father, keep me connected unto you. Take away every hindrance in my walk with you. Say, Father, take away every hindrance. Everything that hinders me to walk up to the optimum that you have called me unto. To walk with you. Father, take them away. Every hindrance, Lord, take them away in the name of Jesus. And you will now call upon the Lord and say, Father, give me a heart of gratitude. Let me not look at what I see. Let me look with the eyes of faith to begin to see what you see about me, not what I see with my eyes. Father, give me a heart of gratitude in every situation to be able to thank you in order to open greater doors overflow of overflowing abundance. Give me a heart of gratitude, O oh Lord. Give me a heart of gratitude in the name of Jesus. And finally, you want to pray. Say, Father, let the fire on my altar never run out. Oh, that is the key of staying connected. Let the fire on my altar never run out. Father, let the fire on my altar never run out. Keep it burning, Lord. Keep me burning for you. Let the fire on my altar never run out. In the name of Jesus. Oh, this is our desire, Father. We give you all the glory. Thank you, faithful God. Oh, we bless your holy name. Thank you, everlasting Father. Glory be to the name of the Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Thank you, Lord. We'd like to round up by giving us an opportunity. If you'd like to dedicate your life to Jesus, I want, to see, I want you to say, Jesus, I receive you as my Lord and my personal Savior. I rededicate my life unto you today. 
come into my heart, O Lord, and take absolute control of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Father. If you receive that, say amen. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Amen. And we appreciate the Lord this morning for the word.